everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Prospects After Dark. I am your host, I am Kyle Race for Birds on the Black. Uh, why is it so special, you might ask? Absolutely no reason. Uh, it's not special at all. It's just that we finally get to do Prospects After Dark. We haven't done it in quite some time. And I'm really pumped up to be able to do it again. Guys, I love you. I missed you. Uh, Snoop Dogg, what's up? Uh, I have a... Uh, I have a stats final tomorrow, but this is more important. That's right, Quinn. Drop school, drop taking your life seriously, move to the West Coast where it's beautiful and just be a bum. That's your best bet and to achieve a happy, successful lifetime. Uh, guys, look, we've got uh, stuff to talk about. We have the Cardinals. If you guys want to talk about the Blues, I'm sure we'll be talking about the Blues in some capacity. We have a lot of prospect news. Uh, I'm starting to dig a little bit into the MLB draft. We can maybe get into that just a little bit. I'm not ready to get into any type of in-depth anything. Uh, but I'm at the the seeding stage of, of that. Uh, I love you too. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, yo, baby, let's get fucked up and be stupid from Kiefer Dean Roach. Uh, Kiefer Dean Roach, it is a pleasure to talk to you. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, ghost on that Game of Thrones ended up getting screwed over pretty bad last week, and I was pretty heartbroken. I was thinking about you, my friend. Uh, do you watch Game of Thrones, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm one of these maniacs who, like, I go to sleep watching it. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. Like, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Even now, as the show gets weird, and you can tell it's done by showrunners of television shows as opposed to uh, George R.R. R. Martin. Like, I'm still into it. I still love it. I'm not freaking out because there was a cup and a shot or some crazy stuff like that. Uh, hello, uh, Draft Talk Time from S. Moore. We're in, again, we'll get into it as a little bit. I'll talk about what I can. I don't have a lot to say. Uh, Crocky sucks, someone says. Uh, you know... He's the fucking worst, that Stan Kroenke. I hate to be vulgar right off the get-go, uh, but he's the worst. And it's funny, you know, I was at, I was lucky, I was fortunate enough to be at the Blues game last night, and as they're, they're in the line, and I've yelled my heart out, and I've got nothing left, like, that thought comes in your mind, like, not only do you kind of want the Blues to play, as we start talking about this, not only do you want the Blues to play the Avalanche because you think it might be the easier opponent, but because you'd like to screw over the Crunky family uh, at least once. Kyle Reese, hi. Uh, will the Cardinals acquire a starting pitcher? I don't foresee in the immediate future the Cardinals acquiring a starting pitcher. I think that they have internal options if they decide to go in that direction. Uh, you know, we still have a couple months before you get to the trade deadline. We still have a couple months before you get to the All-Star break. And if there's one thing I feel confident in is that the Cardinals are always a little bit more prone to go with their internal options, especially when their internal options have been performing. Uh, that means Austin Gomber if they need one. That means Daniel Ponce de Leon if they need one. Jake Woodford struggled with command, but he's been really good at AAA, uh, all things considered. Done a really good job of working out of some jams. And you guys know how I feel about Ryan Helsley. I feel like right now if the Cardinals were to insert Ryan Helsley into the starting rotation, uh, it might be an upgrade over Dakota Hudson. The MLB Pipeline Top 30 International Prospects is out, and the Cardinals not favored to sign any. Yeah, I, so the thing about the, uh, the international signing period, just to keep in mind, a couple things about the international signing period to keep in mind. Uh, a lot of times these agreements have been made. They're a handshake agreement before you get to July 2nd when they can officially sign. The other thing to remember is look at where the Cardinals have spent big money in the past for the top 30 guys. How many of them have panned out? Now, you do have a guy like Malcolm Nunez who looks like he's probably going to pan out. He's going to be good. But Jonathan Machado is not a legitimate prospect. Uh, Jorge, uh, Jorge Soler, I always do that. Carlos Soler has some big questions. Uh, Victor Garcia. Uh, a lot of the guys that they spend a lot of money on don't always come out, don't always pan out. But then you get somebody like uh, Montero, who they signed for like $200,000, and here he is, a top 100 prospect in baseball. Uh, although he's on the injured list after struggling to start at Springfield, um, 
that's just how it works. Don't, again, we as little as we know about the Major League Baseball draft, as little as we can actually talk about uh, in regards to how players drafted will do at the Major League level, it's even more complicated than that when it comes to the international kids. Uh, any concern about starters not getting to the seventh inning? Uh, my concern is with starters not getting to the sixth inning, not getting through the sixth. I don't care if they get into the seventh. One thing that our good friend Corey Rudd has talked about in the past, uh, he tweets about it frequently, used to at least, uh, is how important it is to get that quality start. You know, six, six innings pitched, three earned runs. And how important that is. You know, maybe in your mind that's getting into the seventh. To me, that's just getting through the sixth. That's important. Uh, whatever's happening with Jack Flaherty has me worried, where he's not finishing hitters. I think that might be a catcher thing, but that's just me. Uh, what if the best section to sit in at Bush uh, from Men in Pajamas? My own answer there is uh, the right field bleachers. I grew up in the left field bleachers at Old Bush. Uh, my father is an usher in the right field bleachers before he was diagnosed with cancer about a year, a year ago. And uh, so bleachers, it's always the bleachers, but there's not really a bad seat. Uh, that's kind of the beautiful thing about baseball. Any concern on the bullpen with Leon and uh, how healthy Gregerson is? No, I, but I'm, I'm worried that they're going to continue to go to those guys right now as they start, like with Leon where he's working on stuff. And Gregerson, right? Gregerson was warming up again today. Uh, look, I think Gregerson has a short leash. The sooner they see that he, he isn't necessarily the pitcher that they're paying for, the sooner he'll get cut. So as long as he's gone soon, if he's not progressing in a positive manner, uh, then I, I really don't care. And the, the other reason why I'm not concerned about the bullpen really in the long run, although I guess I do have my concerns about it now, uh, is that I just think the Cardinals have a lot of options that they can go in internally to solve some of their bullpen issues if they become bullpen issues. Important start for walking tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, on Bowties and Bullshit earlier with Two Birds on a Bat, you should check that out, a little podcast that we do every Wednesday. I mentioned that today was an important game. Like, we were overreacting to, to losing four or five. Today was an important game. It would have been awesome for them to come home uh, a winner today, and they didn't. So that start with Waka against Pittsburgh tomorrow is, is huge in the words of old man Reese. Uh, Gregerson is gone as soon as Seamart and others come back. Maybe, hopefully, uh, uh, I can't spell. I would think so. That's where the smart money is. That's what I would think. Uh, but we know that the Cardinals front office likes to squeeze out every little bit of juice uh, of a contract that they've paid. And we're just going to have to wait and see. You know, he could have one more good appearance, and then that's enough to buy him two more. And then, you know, it's like the Hydra Monster. That's water. I need water tonight, guys. I apologize. I do have boom, bourbon. We'll get to that. Ja uh, Josh says, we started cold last month and got hot. Started cold this month. Also, they played 13 in a row. That's something worth keeping in mind. Uh, you know, the other thing is the pitching hasn't been awful at home. It's been a little weird lately, but the pitching hasn't been awful at home. Uh, the Cubs series was bad. They got hammered in Milwaukee. Uh, there's a lot of ebb and flowing going on. But, you know, the thing that I keep saying is why I do have my concerns about the starting pitching. I think that this team is better than last year's team. The record might not necessarily uh, show that. We might not necessarily see the record and think, all right, this team, uh, you know, they're struggling. They've lost five of six. That's true. All of that is true. But let's just remember, let's look at this roster. Let's see that it's probably deeper and definitely better than it was last year. And just accept, hope, at least, that the process is going to kick in once it normalizes. You know, now that they don't play Milwaukee every weekend in Milwaukee. Uh, start getting into some interesting scheduling. Let's see how they do in Pittsburgh and then adjust from there. Uh, thoughts on Wander Javier, what's his upside? Man, I think most people in the industry would say Wander Javier is uh, a top 100 prospect in baseball. What's his upside? You know, that's a question that I don't answer very well. Uh, especially now with prospects that I don't know 
all that well, but I also don't like answering that question when it comes to, to the prospects that I do know. What's their upside? The upside of every player uh, within the organization any organization that's a top prospect potentially is astronomically high. Uh, what's their most likely outcome? I don't know. Want Mr. Mr. Uh, Javier to be able to uh, say exactly. Uh, opinion on Cecil is my exact opinion on Gregerson. Uh, Cardinal, uh, Carlos pitched an inning for Memphis today. Uh, yeah, he uh, was it yesterday or was it today? God, I can't remember. I'm all backed up. I believe it was today. Uh, walked a couple guys, worked around in there, got a strikeout. I didn't get to watch it. Uh, I watched his his appearance, a six pitch appearance in Peoria, where he just got like three ground balls really quick. Uh, first grounder was to Nolan Gorman. I thought that that was kind of cool, um, but he looked fine there. And I'll, I'll watch uh, his appearance recently, and I'll get back to you guys later. Uh, Gregerson doing well yesterday was the worst thing that could happen from Eric B. Eric B. I tend to agree with you there. Uh, Graham says hi, Kyle. Hello, Graham. I can't wait to undress you when you turn eighteen. Any concerns about Goldie? Uh, Langston Lil, you know, keep in mind that I wasn't necessarily one of these, like, guys who thought that Goldie would transform the lineup. Now, let me rephrase that. I thought he'd transform the lineup, but I didn't think that he'd be the Albert Pujols-like transformative figure in the middle of the lineup. I just thought, oh, this is like having Scott Rowland added to your roster. Uh, the problem is that, you know, you tried to turn Scott Rowland into the centerpiece. Uh, you didn't have Jim Edmonds and Albert Pujols there to give him support. Uh, you hope that some guys would perform similarly to perennial all-stars, and it just hasn't worked out that way. Now, Ozuna went on a tear. Uh, Paul DeYoung has been an MVP candidate. Uh, Carpenter struggled. But well, to answer your question in this very, very long-winded way of saying it is, I'm not worried about Goldschmidt. Look, he's going to figure it out. Uh, it's his first time outside of the Diamondbacks organization, seeing things done a different way, probably putting some incredible pressure on himself because he's a gamer. Uh, look, he's a great player. He has the potential to be an MVP candidate. He's, you know, if you're gonna, if you're smart, you're betting he's a top 10 or top 15 finisher in the MVP candidacy when it's all said and done. Uh, I just think that right now it's not working. You know, one thing, and we talked about this during the Two Birds on a Bat podcast, uh, bow ties and bullshit today. Matt Carpenter was talking about how once it gets warm, he starts heating up, and we'll see if that's what happens with Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, I have a feeling that's what we're going to see. Uh, when Seamark comes up, Gallegos goes down, potentially. Uh, go Avalanche from Hayden March. I don't know. Look, the thing about the Stanley Cup playoffs is anything could happen. Uh, a team like the Avalanche beats San Jose, and maybe they get some crazy momentum, propels them through the Blues. What I know is uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs being a roll of dice. You don't root for anyone. You just root for your team and hope that they play to their caliber. And if the Blues play to their caliber, they'll be fine. Uh, Keeverdine Roaches, talk about Dakota Hudson. Look, I, I, this is, I, I'm not ready to talk about Dakota Hudson other than to say what I keep saying. I would like Ryan Helsley to take that rotation spot. I would like Dakota Hudson in the bullpen full-time. Uh, and other than that, I've been meaning to go back and compare his start with Weeders uh, versus start with his most recent start the other day uh, with the start uh, uh, with Yachty. And I wanted to see the difference. Uh, once I get into that, we'll talk about the Dakota Hudson a little bit more. Am I a little under the weather from Blake Record? No, Blake Record. Uh, I was at the Blues game last night, and for four and a half periods, I yelled as loud as I possibly could. I have no voice, uh, and I'm powering through for you guys because I love you. Uh, I prefer padded seats like my toilet seat, so what seats have them? Uh, anything down, like the closer you get to the stadium, uh, to the, the grass, the infield, the closer you get to the field, they have padded seats. Other than that, uh, I, I don't really know. I usually don't sit in padded seats. Bring your own padded seat. Uh, I like to bring one of those donuts that the truckers wear. 
Uh, Carlos getting torched in downtown P-Town the night before his rehab is vintage C-Mart. I'd do the same thing. Might as well. Uh, I don't know much about Peoria, but I feel like getting torched down there would be the way, or up there would be the way to do it. Josh asks, O'Neal and AAA hurts, but I can't think of a position player to go down and clear a spot for him. Yeah, no, that's because of the way the roster is constructed, because they have four outfielders that are hitting, uh, Tyler O'Neal has to be down at AAA. And this is the part where I get on my little soapbox and I say, even though I love Tyler O'Neal with all my heart, he deserves to be down there with the short amount of time that he's played and hasn't necessarily been effective. And also, I'm at the point where I just wish he'd get an opportunity to play every day at the major league level, which kind of contradicts the last point I made. But And if that ends up happening in another organization, then it happens in another organization. Of course, the Cardinals, if they traded him, they'd be trading diminished value, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, we've seen how that usually turns out. Uh, but uh, I think... He's not a 4A player. He's too good for AAA. He just needs to be in a lineup where he can play every day and see where it goes from there. And that's not something that he's going to be afforded with the Cardinals without there being a couple injuries. Uh, Delvin's average is decent, but has he shown much promise at all from Smore 15 Yeah, you know, uh, Delvin's average is decent in part because of six games and two ga- uh, six hits in two games out of the leadoff spot for Peoria. Now, I do think the stats leading into that, where he was struggling and his batting average was like 255 or something, are a bit misleading too. I think Delvin is about a 270 hitter at the minor league level. Uh, I will say that it seemed like, and I didn't get to watch all of the Peoria game today, I didn't get to watch all of it the other day when he was leadoff, uh, but it seemed like he was taking better at bats out of the leadoff spot. That's something worth keeping an eye on. Don't give up on him. He's still only 20. He's only been 20 since December. There's no reason to give up on him. Uh, hey, Kyle, I'm finally here. What's up, Drake man? Welcome to our shindig. Okay, so here's what I'm drinking real fast before we get any further. I'm drinking uh, the Single Barrel Reserve from Knob Creek. It's 120 60% bourbon. Uh, to my pad people, I raise my glass. I love all of you. I've missed you. Uh, my nights aren't the same without you. GAJ13 asks... Is Jerko in danger of being designated for assignment or cut? You know, that's a tough question for me to answer. Just thinking about like what I know about the Cardinals, I would say no. I think he's a valuable asset to them, and I don't necessarily know how to articulate why. Uh, I love Jed Jerko. It's a tough question for me to answer. But I do think the Cardinals value him. I'm sure they're shopping him, trying to find a match to get him out. Uh, I don't think they'll designate him. Uh, and I don't think they'll cut him, especially because right now they don't have like a pressing need for it. You know, they have a couple utility guys that they can ferry up and down, uh, and they can keep Jed on the on the roster for whatever role they plan on using him in. Uh, you know, for me, if I'm speaking honestly and truthfully, uh, taking the fan out of it, yeah, I, it's something that I would consider doing. Uh, just getting here, what about Kramer Robertson? He reminds me of Carp. Kramer Robertson does not remind me of Carp. Kramer Robertson reminds me of a guy who should be the backup vocals for the Foo Fighters. That's what he reminds me of. Somebody said in our great chat a couple of weeks ago that he has the largest head-to-body ratio. His head is huge uh, in all of minor league baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, he doesn't remind me of Carp. He, he, like, he's not that good. He Not that good at the minor league level. He's powered some home runs, which is a brand new thing for him in the Cardinals organization at least. Uh, but he's also being helped by some smaller parks in the Texas League, some wind blowing out in the Texas League. Uh, but he's doing it and that's a positive. He's also taking some really, really great at-bats and maybe that is very Carp-esque and I can appreciate that compromise. Uh, but he's also been flashy at short, but I've seen him 
kick some routine plays lately. His bats kind of slowly started to decline on a consistent basis in the last week or so, as is Springfield's kind of lineup in general since Montero found its way out of there after injury. Uh, he's look, he's a really fun player, a really exciting player. He's quick. He's that quick twitch athlete that you really enjoy watching. Uh, but beside that, uh, let's see what it looks like for Kramer Robertson. Uh, the power has been fun. I don't think it's sustainable, unfortunately, but we're just going to wait and find out. Uh, why didn't we have Weeder start uh, for Hudson this time around, asked Graham. I don't know, uh, because Yachty said no. Glad cards got destroyed last night so I could focus on the Blues game. Uh, I'm glad I didn't even have to think about the Cardinal game, and just being at the Blues game was incredible. Hey, Eller Market, our good friend Steve. Good evening, Kyle. Finally, pad night. I know it's been forever, buddy. I'm glad you're here. Uh, thanks for taking part in this. Johnny G24 says Goldie should be hitting third. I'm old school. I'm at the point now where I don't think there's anything wrong with moving Goldschmidt to the three hole to get him fired up or four or one or I don't care. But maybe maybe you jazz something up. Maybe you move him a spot or two and that's enough to get his bat moving. Uh, Jeff Albert's influence has already made a slight difference in my opinion. Thoughts from Josh. Josh, I think that there was a there was a little period there where we all thought this is this is the Cardinals offense underneath Jeff Albert. This is what we were hoping for. This is the difference that a good batting coach can make. But just like baseball is, I think that the league started to adjust to some of the things that the Cardinals were doing, and we're seeing them struggle offensively now a little bit. Uh, other than Monday night when they had the the big uh, blow up offensive output, we're just gonna have to wait and see. Uh, we need consistency from both the pitching and the uh, uh, the hitting. And once that happens, then, then we'll have a better idea. Eric B. asks, has hitting better than he did last year? He's a notorious slow starter. No, he's not hitting better than he did last year. So if you go back and look, Eric B., he was actually pretty damn good in April. Uh, it was May that he really struggled. He was terrible in May. Uh, do you want Ponce or Gomber to replace Hudson? I want Helsley to replace Hudson. Uh, Dak has had bad luck. He has, yeah, but the walks and the homers are really the issue. What do we talk about with Dakota Hudson? I've been saying it. I was yelling it last year when everybody was ready for him to enter the Cardinals rotation last year. He struggles to get ahead of hitters. He loses hitters. He loses too many of them. Uh, I want it to be Helsley. More than likely, it'll be Ponce de Leon. If I had to choose between Ponce and Gomber, I'd go Ponce. Uh, We need a 1970 Stanley Cup rematch. Go Bruins. Uh, we you gotta beat whoever San Jose, whoever the winner of San Jose and Colorado is before you get to the Go Bruins thing. Do you see O'Neill ever getting a starting spot in STL from Langston Little? I don't know. What I will say right now is it doesn't seem like there's a clear path, and it seems like there are more hurdles than there are anything else. So if I'm hedging my bets, I'm gonna say no, uh, which is unfortunate in my opinion because I would like to see it and see what it looks like. Uh, but I just don't think it's something we ever see. Just at this very moment, when you look and you look at the stars, you know, try to tell the future by the stars. How's Connor Cable doing? Well, Drake, man, he's hitting a lot of home runs, and he's not really doing much else. Uh, not necessarily striking out as high of a number as I thought he would. His swing looks, his hips look a little bit more closed, which is a positive, but I'm still not necessarily the world's biggest fan of his swing. But he is walking into power. It seems like he might be selling out for power, and I'm all for that for the way he profiles. He's like a white version of Johan Miesis to me. Right now, a little bit younger. He has those kind of tool sets. Uh, we're just going to have to see where it goes. Uh, apparently some Cub fan bouncer charged him cover in Peoria. Oh, that's great. Cards aren't connected to any of the top international prospects. Why? Because it doesn't matter. You know, the Cardinals, uh, so remember last year, the Cardinals for $300,000 got Malcolm Nunez. However that happened, it happened. It worked out. Malcolm Nunez is a legitimate prospect. He was a top 30 prospect in all of baseball. It's whatever, but don't focus on that. Focus on on the production of the guys who don't get paid a lot. The Cardinals are notorious 
for giving guys big bonuses in the international market that don't pan out, even the top 30. Uh, Alvaro Cejas is kind of an example. He's still young. He's pitching at Peoria. He's getting it together. He might end up getting it together. Uh, but just being connected to those guys doesn't mean you've had a good international signing period. The Cardinals have always had success signing guys for 300000 200000 250 150 uh, The international market is still a crapshoot. Uh, it'll continue to get better in a predictive way uh, as the years progress. But remember, a lot of the times, these grades are based on like two-year-old scouting reports. Uh, that's what we saw with Jonathan Machado. Uh, Jonathan Machado, when the Cardinals did the handshake agreement with Jonathan Machado, he was like 14 years old, and it looked like his hit tool was going to progress, and his outfield was going to progress, and his power was going to progress, and he was going to fill out a little bit, uh, and that never happened. So that's why you don't invest too much in what's going on in the international market. Why aren't they connected? I don't know. They might not have been interested in those guys, and those guys might not have been interested in them. Uh, who is the Cardinals' ace? Look, I'm, oh, uh, God, I am very political about who's the ace. Sorry, I need some water, guys. You know, this is what I'll say. If you want somebody to start one game, you're going to go Jack Flaherty, even though he struggled. Now, Jack Flaherty did this last year, too. Am I wrong? where he struggled to get to the sixth inning or through the sixth inning early in the season, and then it was like one start where he just he clicked and then went. I think we'll probably see something close to that. Like, I don't think the Cardinals have an ace. Uh, healthy Carlos Martinez is the obvious, obvious answer. If I had to choose one of the guys to pitch a do-or-die game tomorrow, I'd choose Jack Flaherty. Uh, cards aren't connected to any of the top internet. Uh, what, do you, what do you trade for at the deadline from Langston Lil? Again, another political answer. I apologize for this. Uh, we're three months away from the trade deadline. Let's see what it looks like. If tomorrow was a trade deadline, I'd look at starting pitching. Uh, you guys, I got to plug in my microphone. My microphone isn't plugged in. God, I'm such a twat. Maybe that's why I was acting weird. Anyways, uh, that's, that's what I would do. I, but beyond that, like you just kind of let it play out. Luckily, the trade deadline isn't tomorrow. Uh, can you put Whalen's cleats uh, via Gorman at prospect number 36. I like that. Yeah, so uh, what that question is alluding to is, uh, or question, what that comment is alluding to is Nolan Gorman, and it was a great article written, I believe, by Nathan Beliva. I didn't, uh, let me rephrase that. I was told it was a great article. I haven't had time to read it, uh, but the uh, Brady Whalen, first baseman for Peoria, and third baseman Nolan Gorman have created a great bond down there in Peoria, and uh, Brady Whalen started wearing Nolan Gorman's cleats and then he really started hitting. Brady Whalen is currently prospect number 35 on the Dirty 35. If I had time, he'd be prospect number 30, and I'd had three new entries under the Dirty 35 with three guys falling off. I don't have time for that. I apologize. Uh, also, Justin Turner, I can't get gifts of because the MILB TV archive is bullshit. Uh, but uh, so once I get a chance to update that, I will. But Brady Whalen is a very, very under the radar prospect who we've been talking about for a couple years now, who's finally starting to come to it, and it's exciting. Uh, what's Dylan Carlson's ceiling? An everyday major league contributor, a three-war player, three-and-a-half-war player, uh, all-star maybe once or twice, something like that. A very, very good, uh, you know, 10-year major league veteran, if not longer than that. That's his ceiling. What's his most likely outcome? Uh, a 20-year-old, a double-A, who got off to a great start, who struggled recently, uh, who takes a great at-bat always and can turn on a pitch. Uh, his most likely outcome is Steven Piscotti I, on the high end, something like that. Uh, that. And, you know, he's a switch hitter. There's a handed thing there. Uh, that I would suspect that that's something similar to his most likely outcome. San Jose's winning one nothing. Thanks for the update, everyone. What's up with Montero? Slow start so far. Well, Montero has been on the Springfield injured reserve, uh, injured list. 
now for uh, uh, a week or so, a little over a week. So keep that in mind. We talked about it right before he got hurt, though. He got off to a slow start and then uh, started turning it on and then got hurt. So, you know, there's a lot of things that happen at the minor league level when you're just looking at stats, when you're not necessarily watching games, and you get really reactionary and really excited about quick starts and really down about slow starts. Uh, I really would have liked to have seen what was going to happen with Montero had he not gotten hurt, because I think it's been a week or 10 days now at this point, and I don't know what the injury is. I apologize for that. Um, but you're starting to see him, like you were starting to see him bust out of it before he got hurt. And, uh, you know, we still don't have a sample to talk about, like, slow starts and things like that. I will say, like, when you watch those games, it really did seem like he was jumping out ahead of pitches. Uh, that professional approach that he showed last year as the season progressed kind of went to the wayside. And he was just kind of lunging at stuff, trying to get fastballs, trying to do pole breaking pitches, which really isn't him. Uh, so that's kind of what was going on. But then he started getting a little bit more patient and was hitting and then went on the injured, injured list. Uh, a month in, do you like Goldie in the two spot? I don't really have a – again, I don't have a feeling about it. I My thought about Goldie in the two spot is if the Cardinals are winning, then I like it. If they're producing runs, then I like it. Uh, he's struggling, and like I mentioned earlier, I like the idea that if your lineup is struggling, if you're having a little trouble producing runs, then maybe move him down to the three spot. Maybe flip him into Young for a game or two and just see what happens. Uh, I, my thought about it is when they were scoring runs, it was working. Uh, and they, when they're not scoring runs, it doesn't work. So uh, if, if it keeps up like this where they're not scoring runs and something could probably use a changing, uh, but if, if they keep scoring runs, or, then just leave them there and whatever happens, happens. I love Jed too from uh, Corner Cardinal. I think maybe he'll be a Greg Garcia. Yeah, that's, oh, I guess we're talking about uh, um, uh, Jed Jerko. Yeah, that could very well happen. Uh, is your squinting that bad to read? It's glasses time. It is. Yeah, one thing we enjoy about Prospects After Dark is just how bad my eyesight. It's terrible. But remember, uh, you're three feet away from me on my phone, uh, and the, the, the little things, the comments are right here, uh, and I can't really see what's going on. Uh, has anyone mentioned Danny Mac roasting Cronky on live TV? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, worried about Hudson. I am a little worried about Hudson. Like I've, I've been saying over and over again, I like Dakota Hudson in the bullpen more as a starter. Uh, I'm anxious to see what happens if Matt Wieters gets another chance to uh, catch him. Uh, that huge minor league helmet he wears does him no favors. We're talking about Kramer Robertson, even when he's wearing a hat. Uh, Kramer Robertson reminds me of Anthony Kiedis. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I wasn't in one of those Foo Fighters music videos, and maybe this is where my head is. Maybe he reminds me of one of the characters in a Foo Fighter music video. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. When are you going to get MLB The Show, Kyle? I'm never. I don't have time for that. I'd like to, but I just don't have time, Drake, man. Uh, did you get a chance to see Cesar Hernandez show his goodness? I did not, Graham. I'm sorry. Uh, Eric B. says, Fowler stats leading off an inning really make me wish that he batted second in front of Goldie. Give it a try. Uh, again, if the Cardinals go on a little stretch here where they're not producing runs, then give it a try. Get aggressive. Uh, I know that right before he got the flu, Dexter Fowler was really hitting, and I think he's cooled off a little bit when he's played. Uh, but, uh, yeah, give something a try if it's not working. I missed your bald head, Austin Stone. I hope you're bald. Uh, I'm just glad the Phillies didn't break DeYoung's hand again. That's a big positive. Gann is an all-star right now. John Gann is pitching incredible out of the bullpen, and that's fun to watch, and he's exciting and all that stuff. Uh, we need a true ace. Yeah, but... Every team needs a true ace, and in my opinion, if you're going to talk about aces, there's, what, five in the league? There's Chris Sale, who struggled this year. Uh, there's Scherzer, maybe Strasburg, and probably not. Like, a true ace, in my opinion, an ace is a guy who you could say, this guy might be a Hall of Famer uh, right now and for years to come, like that kind of pedigree. What, there's maybe five in the league. Uh, 
I don't know. I think every team could use a true ace. The Cardinals could use a true ace. I just don't think that those things grow on trees. Uh, wasn't Goldie hitting 144 at the at this time last year? Uh, I like I said, I thought he was okay in April and was bad in May. Uh, left field next year. Next field. Left field next year is a com is a, a Jose Martinez. I'll say. Uh, where is Machado? He's at extended spring training. We are still on pace to win 92 games, and I don't think we have overperformed, in my humble opinion. I think they overperformed when they went on that stretch where everyone was hitting and the pitching was great. I don't think that they're capable of playing that well every day. Uh, I just don't think it's, like, that much of an overperformance. Uh, Flaherty was in Memphis until late April also. That's another thing. Well, but that was weird, too, right? Because last year, the minor league season didn't start until, like, April 8th. The minor league season started a little bit later. Uh, he came up for one start in there, I thought, and then was sent down and then was back up to the majors uh, for good after a while. Uh, Reyes will be our ace next year. That'd be great. I hope he's healthy. What do you see Carlos's role being when he comes up? Uh, more than likely uh, a setup man role. I think it's been alluded to that he and Andrew Miller would kind of be in a setup role for Mr. Jordan Hicks. Uh, Reyes has a long way to go. I agree. Uh, if the Cardinals make the postseason with Carlos in the pen, it'll be a crime. It'll be a crime for teams that are trying to get a hit off of it. What's your favorite band? Uh, you know, just the first band that comes to my mind is the Beatles. I love the Beatles. I never, I can never get enough of the Beatles. I have more Beatles on my on my phone than I have anything else. Uh, you know, I like Drake a lot. Not necessarily a band. Uh, I like, uh, uh, you know, I like kind of obscure bands. I like Local Native a lot. I like uh, Hozier, if that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've listened to the Red Hot Chili Peppers for as long as I can remember. I like the Doors a lot. I kind of like that old school mental stuff. Uh, as I look around, uh, I, I, you know, I like hip hop. I like uh, modern alt rock stuff. I love the National. I love the Decemberist. Uh, that's more my, my pace. Yeah, Sale did look filthy today. I saw that. Is Justin Turner name was Nick Madrigal? How excited would we be? Well, if Justin Turner was a second baseman uh, and not an outfielder, then we'd probably be pretty excited. But I think that there's a little bit of overhype on Justin Turner. Now, again, if I could get some gifts for him, I, if the archive was available on MILB TV, he'd be in the Dirty 35. We'd have it updated. He'd be like 30 right about now. But the issue with a guy like Justin Turner is for an outfielder who's probably a corner outfielder who just hits a bunch of singles uh, at the minor league level, that usually doesn't extrapolate well by the time you get to the majors. That's kind of the issue with Justin Turner. Uh, how excited would we be? I think people would be excited. We were really excited for Magnura Sierra. Uh, we were really excited for Michael O'Neill, uh, an outfield prospect maybe 10 years ago, 8 to 10 years ago, 5 to 10 years ago, something like that. Got really excited for him because he had a high batting average and took some walks and could hit singles all over the place, but he sputtered out because... You know, by the time you get to the major leagues, you don't get that luck. Uh, what's our 2020 starting outfield uh, from Sam Walbold? Uh, Walbold uh, 2020, so that's next year, right? Uh, I'll say it's uh, moving left to right, J-Mart, Bader, Fowler. If Keiko is available after the draft, you try to get him on a one-year deal. So the, what we were talking about today on Bowties and Bullshit is that he, even though Scott Boris has kind of urged him, apparently this is a rumor, even though Scott Boris has urged him to sign like a one-year deal, he's not doing it. Uh, so if he's available for it, yeah, of course you bring him in, you see if he's healthy, you see when he's ready to pitch, and then, yeah, you try to work something out, but it doesn't sound like that's something that he's caving to. 
Uh, who's your best guess as a Cardinals first round pick this year? Look, way too early. Uh, we were talking about it uh, in the group chat today. I think if you know the Cardinals have kind of a pitching depth issue right now in the minor leagues. I think Kirby, the Elon pitcher, uh, I think he's a really, really solid guess if you have to guess at that. Uh, you know, I think Logan Davidson's a really interesting pick. That's in that direction where I would go. Uh, there, look, there's there are a lot of interesting names. I think we're too far away to be able to say that. But uh, you know, I think that that's a name you're going to want to keep an eye on. Uh, Kyle is Matt R. Get up to Peoria for a game. Uh, oh, what's up, Matt? How are you? Uh, I promise I'll get up to Peoria as soon as I can. These next couple of weekends are tough with Little League and everything. I would have liked to have gotten up there this weekend, but I, I've got prior engagements now. And, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, I'll get up there as soon as I can, my friend. I'm so sorry. I want to get to Springfield too. I know Quinn's in here, Quinn. I promise I'll get to Springfield as soon as I can too. Uh, and we're still trying to work on a pad weekend at Bush, but that's tough. Hey, 2-0 San Jose. Uh, Spaghetti Jones, what's up, bruh? Uh, I was high on Turner when drafted, way underrated, out of Cal State, Northridge. Yeah. Man, you know, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say way underrated. He didn't display very much power out of Cal State. Uh, but he also didn't hit for much in the way of an average. He walked and struck out equal amounts, but... You're starting to find that that's becoming more and more common in college. Uh, he's got kind of like that uh, 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 Jeremy Martinez hitting style, which is great in the minor leagues. Uh, I think that kind of player, I understand why he is a 26th or 28th round pick. He's a corner outfielder, can't play center, who doesn't necessarily have a lot of tools. He can just make contact. So I, I get why he's there. I could understand why somebody would take him like 10 through 15. I, like, I get that. Uh, Kickstarter to get Kyle an iPad to do pad. I, you know, the thing about that is I probably wouldn't use it because I probably wouldn't be able to figure it out because I'm dumb. Uh, Blake Snell would be incredible. Can you imagine? Uh, Cry Michaelis, uh, Cy Michaelis is the ace. I think that's the direction the Cardinals would go in in a best of, uh, uh, you know, a uh, sudden death game. The Cardinals are two and five since I saw them in DC, so this is my fault, I think. It is your fault, Josh. I'm sorry. But I'm gonna raise my glass of bourbon, which I've hardly touched to you. Uh, look, the Cardinals have an important series against Pittsburgh coming up, with it being a four game series, and we're gonna find out more about the team here this weekend. Uh, I think, I, I'm going to say they take three or four from Pittsburgh. I th I'm going to say uh, Paul Goldschmidt really heats up. My thoughts on going after Kyle for, uh, Keichel from Little Tiny is, again, if that, like, he's willing to, uh, uh, if he's willing to take, like, a one-year deal, I'm on board for it, or a cheap two-year deal, I'm on board for it. Uh, but the other issue with Dallas Keichel now at this point is, would he be ready to pitch in a month? Would he be ready to pitch in two months? Would it take 10 days? Like, that's what I want to know. If he's not going to be ready to pitch, if you have to send him on a 30-day minor league rehab assignment, I don't know what kind of money you give that because it seems like there's a lot of cost uncertainty there. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything to say to me, to my doggy ghost laying right beside me listening to you? Ghost, my thought, it, all I have to say to Ghost is if you were my dire wolf, I would have pet the shit out of you. Uh, we would have rolled around and had an amazing moment before I rode off with that dragon. Although he didn't even ride off with the dragon. He rode off on a horse, which you can tell was a plot point because of the thing that happened to the dragon shortly thereafter, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Uh, but I love you, Ghost, is really what I'm trying to say. Uh, Oexors asks, where should I get a beer downtown right now? Uh, Broadway Oyster Bar is a good call. I'll fuck around down at Ballpark Village. You can't go wrong there. 
Uh, I don't know what the High Point Downtown's hours are rolled on there. If you like a fancy drink, go to Bailey's Range. I think they're open. I'm pretty sure they're open. Uh, you can't go wrong. There's another fancy... Uh, fuck, I'm not going to remember the name of it. Who cares? Look, any place you choose, you're going to be happy. Look, Downtown's eating scene and drinking scene, even outside of Ballpark Village. Uh, check out Patios if you haven't done Patios. I don't even know if Patios always is open. I'm sure they are. Day game today, all that stuff. Uh, again, I'm all messed up. I apologize. Anyways, anywhere you go, you're going to be happy. Uh, Carlos has had a weird career. He has had a weird career. Uh, the Allman Brothers. I don't, you know, I don't mind the Allman Brothers that much. Jay Dizzy. What's up, Jay Dizzy? How are you? Uh, I, you know, I never really got into them. I, so, you know, my parents were into weird music. I love Toto. Uh, I love Squeeze growing up. My brothers got me in, like I said, my brother Michael into the Doors and the Beatles. Uh, my brother Scott got me into hip hop, uh, Three Six Mafia, Goody Mob, uh, CeeLo Green back in the day when he was rapping, not just a hip hop artist or a judge on some TV show or whatever's going on there. Uh, uh, so yeah, I've got a, I've got a very diverse uh, selection. Uh, Hosier, Hosier, you uncultured swine. I like that, Josh. I'm cheering to you. Yeah, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Oh, I love the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm. Gibson and I listened to DMX earlier uh, together. So I love that DMX. Uh, Mike O'Neill was not very good once he made it to Springfield. Man, I feel like Mike O'Neill wasn't good until he made it, or was good until he made it to triple a uh because i remember him knocking on the door at one point and then being sent back down into double a and then it like working itself out uh yeah oh, oh. little dmx barking for you give me a high upside high schooler uh brennan malone or quinn Priester. uh who's the other one hold on i'll tell you the one guy i like and we were talking about it uh in our group chat as i stall uh uh as i stall um god damn it we were talking about him in the group chat he's an outfielder and he seems like the kind of prep player who could fall a little bit uh, right now he's projected to go in like the 10 to 15 range at one point he, just like nolan gorman he was projected projected to go in like the uh five to uh hold on god damn it i'm sorry i can't my brain my brain is toast guys uh corbin carroll I like Corbin Carroll a lot. Right now, Baseball America, I pulled up Baseball America. They have him going 12 to the Mets. Uh, if there's some way that he could fall a little bit and he's available at 19, the Cardinals have to take him, even an outfielder. I know people get weird about that stuff. Uh, like, that's the guy. I like Corbin Carroll a lot. Uh, when are you coming out to Arizona? I, love, I would love to, Drake, man. The opportunity to come and see you and uh, Cardinals gifts would be uh, an amazing thing, and I, I'd kill to have the time to do it, man. Uh, where the blah, blah, uh, Knob Creek again. Yeah, yeah, but again, we went with the, the heavy stuff. We went with their, uh, 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 single barrel reserve, age nine years at 120 proof. Good, good. Uh, not sure I would love a Logan Davidson pick. People are weird about Logan Davidson. So, you know, the one thing I guess you need to know about me as we talk about the draft, look at this beautiful shirt. Uh, by the way, buy these beautiful shirts. You can find the link at Birds on the Black. Uh, very benefit the, uh, uh, be like, be like Mick. Cy Michaelis is uh, the Crisis Center, I think is what it's called. Uh, anyways, buy a shirt. All of the proceeds go to that charity. It's an awesome charity. They do some amazing work. Check it out. Look, it seems like the one knock on Logan Davidson, because he's probably going to be able to stick at shortstop, and he has a lively bat, is that he can't hit with wood bats. Well, 
That's such a cop-out, man. That's such a bullshit thing. What have we learned from Clemson hitters who can't hit with a wooden bat? Well, Seth Beer is doing okay. He struggled at the beginning of the year, but he's power, his power manifested with wooden bats last year. The, the whole wooden bats thing is a joke. That's, it's lazy, 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 lazy scouting. Lazy scouting. If a player has 700 at-bats with a wooden bat, then yeah, you can say it. When you're talking about guys going in and out of tournaments with a wooden bat, like, come on, get over yourselves. Be smarter than that. Uh, it seems like Gallegos is being used quite a bit already this season. Yeah, the Cardinals seem to really trust Giovanni Gallegos. But again, you know, everyone was really excited about him, but what are we seeing? We're seeing that, you know, his slider can be really good, but it doesn't always have the depth that you need it to or he needs it to. Uh, and when he's not playing it well off of his fastball, he ends up getting cranked. What we like about Giovanni Gallegos, and we've talked about this in the past, is that he's really good against lefties. That helps him secure a role in a bullpen, especially when you have trouble getting lefties out. Uh, you got to believe Keiko and Kimbrell are staying ready to throw. Yeah, you, I believe they're staying ready to throw, but I also thought that about Greg Holland. You know, uh, I, I just don't think you get a couple months into the season now, uh, you can be ready to pitch in-game action right away. I think you're talking about various rehab assignments. I don't, I don't, or a rehab assignment. Uh, I don't think you're talking about, like, a guy who's ready to pitch five days from now, ten days from now, fifteen days from now in the major leagues. I, I would think he needs to get his pitch count built up in a competitive environment. Uh, I, I mean, you're talking about a month out. If you sign a guy now, he's not ready to go until the middle of June. What's that worth for one year? Again, I, I'm all about the Cardinals pursuing it. I just would like to know more details about how he gets here. I uh, saw DMX May first. That's great. Uh, I, meet, I miss Pete Cosma and Tyler Green. Who doesn't? Uh, the Cardinals have a good track record with 13th rounders and years ending with nine. I like what you did there. Uh, what gifts lives in Arizona? Uh, I think so, right? Uh, have you seen much of Parsons absolutely shoved here? Uh, great kid. Yeah, look, Tommy Parsons uh, played a club, play, went to a college where baseball is basically a club sport. You kind of have to pay in to be a part of it. Uh, dominated Peoria, just like Michael Riley did a couple of years back. Uh, not quite up to the level that Michael Riley did. What Michael Riley did in Peoria was magnificent, magical. Uh, but he was really, really good for Peoria. Earned a promotion to Palm Beach, and I'm anxious to see what happens. I only watched one of his starts. I thought, man, he looks fine. He's just painting the corners beautifully, uh, throwing all of his pitches from one arm slot, and that's really helping. Uh, and uh, I'm anxious to see what happens next. Uh, Matt Cronin at Arkansas is ranked around 70 by MLB Draft. He's a left-handed reliever. Yeah, people love that Matt Cronin. Uh, my Arkansas people were telling me that they would love for him to have the Cardinals to draft Cronin. College relievers usually fall lower in draft, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, GM Gersh, what's up, my friend? Uh, that, yeah, uh, Keeper Dean Roach, that is 100% correct. Now, every once in a while, you get somebody want, like uh, 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 Drew Storin who goes top 10 just because things have changed a little bit. Uh, you get the... Nick Birdie, I think, not Zach Birdie, I can't remember. You know, Zach Birdie, I, I always get the brothers mixed up, who uh, was a, 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 a comp pick, I think, in round one for the White Sox. Um, you get, you'll get a player like that, but yeah, by and large, uh, players that appear to either be uh, uh, relievers in college or appear to be relievers at the major league level, uh, they usually fall. Funny how O'Neill is the face of the Cardinals t-shirt promotion on the broadcast. Yeah, if that's any indication, they'll uh, be bringing him back up, just like they did with Colton Wong and the Hawaiian, Colton Wong Hawaiian shirt day. Uh, Hayden March gives us the update. It's 2-1, to one, San Jose and Colorado. Uh, they said Zach Cox sucked because of wooden bats. That, now, that Zach Cox thing, 
that he now Zach Cox. Remember the thing with Zach Cox is that he didn't hit for much in the way of consistent power. They were worried about power even with aluminum bats, and they didn't think he had a position. They didn't think he was going to stick at third. Uh, the Cardinals believed that his power would come and that he would stick at third. They were looking for the prototype from Brett Wallace, and they went Zach. Co- uh, yeah, Zach Cox. And again, there were scouts that said. Uh, you know, we worry about his ability to hit with a wooden bat, but that was also because it didn't seem like his power was consistent with a metal bat. And that's not Logan Davidson. Logan Davidson hits with power, hits with drive with a metal bat. Uh, two completely different things. But again, you know, just like with anybody else in the major league, in the major league baseball draft, uh, Logan Davidson could end up being a stutter. He could end up being really bad. I just know that I like him. And if the Cardinals took him at 19th, I wouldn't be upset about it. Just like Misner from Mizzou, I wouldn't be upset about it. Just like our friend Kirby from from Elon. Like, more than likely, you're not going to get a Nolan Gorman this draft. More than likely, it could happen. You could you could end up with uh, Corbin Carroll. More than likely, it's not going to happen. Uh, so if you take a guy like Logan Davidson, or uh, you can't necessarily go wrong there. Again, I don't think Nolan da- or Logan Davidson is the kind of guy that the Cardinals would draft. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be disappointed by it. I wouldn't be disappointed by it. Uh, here comes the abs. Uh, Cabrera would be better than Webb. No, maybe. I don't know. Look, uh, uh, Hennessy Cabrera has a lot of mechanical issues that he needs to work out. Uh, and, I mean, stuff-wise, they're not comparable. But I can't say for sure that it would be that way right now. It has been encouraging to see Genesis Cabrera start to turn it around a little bit down at AAA. Start to get his mechanics paved out a little bit. Start to throw strikes. Uh, but right now, I know everybody's down on Tyler Webb. Uh, right now, I do think if you need a lefty in the bullpen, Tyler Webb or Austin Gomber are probably your two best bets. Chasen Shreve and Tommy Lane have been terrible, especially against left-handers. So I don't think you can go in that direction. Uh, feels like we got to take a pitcher unless someone like Carroll falls to us. Uh, look, I, I have one baseline rule when it comes to the Major League Baseball draft. You never draft for need. Any team that's drafting for need is doing it wrong. The Major League Baseball draft is a goddamn crapshoot. You take the best player on your board unless you don't think you're going to be able to sign them or they made it clear that you're not going to be able to sign them, and then you take the next one. Uh, filling need is so stupid because you don't know how these guys are going to develop. Look at Anthony Hsu. Uh, it took... Three years in the organization, and now he's throwing a devastating breaking pitch. You got him in the late rounds. You don't know how these guys are going to develop. You don't know how they're going to add into their repertoire. Like, you just draft the best player on your board, and if you're doing it any other way, you're doing it wrong. A couple years back, the Cardinals decided they were going to draft a bunch of left-handed pitchers, and like none of them are in the organization anymore. You want to know why? Because they drafted for need instead of drafting what was at the top of their board, and it fucking backfired. And if they keep doing that shit, they're going to end up digging themselves a hole. Uh, Kyle, I'll be in St. Louis in June. We need to meet up. Yeah, so it seems like a lot of people are going to be in St. Louis in June, whether that be for the Albert series or whatever. Uh, come on up. Let me know. If I'm available, I'd love to meet up with people. Uh, Casey Mize, though. God, Casey Mize is a beast. Uh, if Dakota Hudson continues to struggle, do you think he gets swapped uh, with another pitcher in AAA? Again, my thought is that it would be a domino effect. If Hudson continues to struggle, it will be Ponce de Leon or Gomber. I would choose Helsley uh, to fill that role with Hudson 
backfilling to the bullpen because I think his role is ultimately in the bullpen and I think he'd be effective in the bullpen. Uh, could he end up at AAA? Yeah, I think it could happen, but I just feel like his arm is too good to go back down to AAA. I think you have to, I think you have to use him. Maybe you move him to the bullpen and if he still struggles out of the bullpen, then you stretch him back out down to AAA. Uh, any reports on Roberts and extended spring training? Uh, we're talking about Griffin Roberts, my number 10 prospect on the Dirty 35 currently. Uh, I don't have any reports, uh, you know, other than that he's throwing. Uh, if I did the math correct in my head uh, earlier today, he should be ready to pitch after May 24th once his drug suspension is over. Uh, sorry I'm late. Good evening all. Drink up from Sweaty Teddy. To you, Sweaty Teddy, welcome to our shindig. I missed everything from Maggie. Maggie, you didn't miss anything, I promise you. Uh, let's see. Can we try again and draft Seth Beer this year? Yeah, you know, I, again, the Cardinals did the right thing by drafting Nolan Gorman 19. I don't think you could argue that now or in the future, no matter what happens with Nolan Gorman. He could end up tanking like he has in the last 10 games, and it was still the right move to take him in 19. Uh, what's really the shame is that the Cardinals didn't have another pick really quick after 19 to be able to draft Seth Beer. Uh, you know, and shout out to a smart organization for going and getting him. I miss Ryan Helsley and his thickness. Yeah, that dem legs, bro. Uh, best player available every damn time. That's right, Eric B. Henesis is going to be a 2016 Andrew Miller this September for the cards. Bold take from Keeper Dean Roach. Yeah, Keeper, I could see something like that happening. Uh, again, he's got to get his mechanics. He's got this way of, as he's throwing, leaning back before he's throwing. Instead of getting his momentum going and then leaning back. And it, he doesn't do it. He does it too much, and he ends up throwing balls whenever he does it. I mean, it's like clockwork. Uh, once he gets that under, once he gets that figured out, I think you're going to see uh, a better version of Henesis, and I think we started to see that in his last start. Uh, Jason Mott drafted as a catcher, became a stud reliever. Yeah, again, like just draft the best available player. Draft, you know, if you think a guy doesn't fit your system, if you think there is a personality conflict, I get it. But draft the best available player. Stop wasting your time. Uh, you mean drafting Mike Leake and sending him straight to the majors isn't a good plan? No, it's a bad plan. I hate that. At the time, I'm going to tell you that I loved it. But I only loved it from like a fan standpoint. Like, I want to see this. I want to see this. They say he's ready. I want to see it. Uh, but no, man. It doesn't hurt to give a guy a couple starts in the minor leagues. Uh, what year did they draft the lefties? It was the year that, I mean, it would have been like four years ago, right? It would have been Somerville and, uh, uh, oh my God, Schreschner was drafted that year and, uh, God damn it, um, Seaburger and uh, there was like, there was like six in like the first 20 rounds or something like that. Maybe four in the first 20 rounds. It seems like the, and like none of them are in the organization anymore. Uh, maybe one or two. Uh, it seems like the Cardinals draft way better in the later rounds than in the first couple of rounds. Yeah, they do some really incredible work. Uh, Mateo Gill says J.D. Vanderhaar. Yeah, Mateo Gill uh, at extended spring training, I think, I think he's due for, he'll probably start the year at Johnson City, I would think, and I think he's going to be a really fun name to keep an eye on. Uh, surprised me to say, but Bader was not a fluke, just as good now as he was last year. He's been good when he's played for sure, but again, his defense, in my opinion, I don't know what the stats are saying, his defense is not as good as it was last year. It's still very good, still great easily, but we're talking about limited at-bats uh, in the first month of the season with an injury abbreviation. Uh, he looks just as good as he looked last year. But we're a month into the season, and he missed at least 10 days because of an injury. 
Uh, he's definitely an asset. Great guy to have on the 25 man and amazing center fielder. Uh, have we talked about the Hudson starting experiment yet from Maggie? Yeah, then Maggie, you did miss everything. I take it back. Uh, yeah, we talked about it a lot. You know how I feel. Uh, I want Ryan Helsley in that role. It's a shame that H Hudson still has it. I want to see what Hudson looks like with another start with Weeders. I think that there's a difference there, and I don't think that that's smoke screen or smoke and mirrors or whatever. I think that Weeders is a better catcher for Hudson. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, in the meantime, you just uh, you sit back and you hope that the Cardinals are a little bit more aggressive. Uh, uh, with making a change if a change needs to be made. Again, while I say Hudson would, uh, Helsley would take over for Hudson, I think more than likely it would be Daniel Ponce de Leon or Austin Gomber. Uh, Yachty tried to steal the pitching rubber today. I missed it. Uh, if Memphis is in the playoffs, does Gorman skip Springfield this year? I don't know. So uh, uh, from uh, Snelson, 4-Zone 3, I, I want to say that I believe that Nolan Gorman is going to go to Palm Beach. I don't think he's going to skip Palm Beach. Put me on the record. Uh, I'll end up being wrong. I'm fine with it. But I do think Gorman is going to end up going to Palm Beach. So will he skip Springfield? I don't think so. And if he skips Springfield and goes to Memphis for a Memphis playoff run, then he'll start next year in Springfield. Uh, that's my guess. It's amazing to me that there are not a lot of trades of draft picks anymore. Well, there have been. This actually, this year, the picks that are uh, that you can trade, the uh, competitive balance picks, a lot of those were traded. Arizona has like 10 of the first 100 picks or something because teams are finally starting to trade those picks. But all the other picks are protected. You cannot trade them. Uh, so that's why there, aren't, there isn't a whole lot of movement in that capacity. Uh, draft athletes, uh, draft guys with a tool. Uh, Long-term plans for Dylan Carlson, struggling his first couple years, but is only 20. Doing well now from a uh, 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 Teddy Soft Hands. Uh, so the question was long-term plans. Look, uh, he, the long-term plans for the 20-year-old at AA who's handling it is eventually he's going to be a starting corner outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals have him slated for that spot, maybe even as early as 2020, if their clusterfuck of outfielders doesn't work themselves out. Uh, more than likely, you're talking about 2021. He got off to a great start at Springfield this year. He's mellowed out over the last 15 games or so, uh, 7 to 15, 7 to 14 games, something like that. Uh, look, he's a very, very good outfielder. He, he's more can, he can more than handle a corner. He's an asset in the corner. He's still working on center field defense. I don't foresee him sticking in center field, but he's athletic enough to play the position. Anything could happen. Definitely has a position versatility if needed. Uh, but he's been good at double-A, and that's all you can ask for, especially for the 20-year-old. Uh, Missouri State has great picks. That's where you go in late rounds. Shop local. I like that. Uh, Ponce was really solid when he got the spot start. Why hasn't he gotten another crack at it? I think the easy answer there is because the opportunity hasn't opened itself up, and the Cardinals are committed to go to Hudson as a starter. Is Correa still rocking the ankle bracelet? I believe so. I can't say for sure. To Chris Correa, I raise my glass. Uh, uh, Teddy Softhands asks, chances Kramer Robertson gets a call up in the next three to four years. <sighs> He's playing really well right now. He has defensive upside. Uh, I'll say a 50% chance, 50% chance. It just depends on the infield depth within the Cardinals organization. Right now they have a lot of it, uh, and a lot of it's higher upside and even better than Kramer Robertson is. So, uh, you know, it depends on what happens with Tommy Edmond, with Edmundo Sosa, uh, uh, with Ramon Urias, with Jairo Munoz, with Drew Robinson. I mean, there's a lot stopping him, and he doesn't necessarily have the bat of all that. 
Uh, the draft guys with tools episode. Uh, draft guys with I like that. Draft guys with a piece. I like that. Draft guys with big old dicks episode. Uh, we know Gorman has one. You can tell by the look on his girlfriend's face. I hope they change the rules and every pick can be traded. That'd be really cool. I, and I think that might be something that happens in Major League Baseball eventually. Uh, Carlson is a stud. He plays like a big leaguer. Uh, corner is his spot. He's a hell of an arm. Yeah, look, look Dylan Carlson, the, the, you know, we talked about his skills and all that stuff. Uh, but what Dylan Carlson possesses is something that not everyone possesses, and that's a brain for baseball. He's a, he's a baseball rat. Uh, he understands the sport. He has high IQ. He does everything right, makes very few mistakes, and what he does right, he does loud. Uh, one thing that's really encouraged me about Dylan Carlson, you know, as people start talking about the stats and everything, is when he's making outs, he's hitting the ball hard. It's just right at people, unfortunately, and it's kind of, it just hasn't worked out for him. Uh, just go to Vanderbilt for the draft. Have a great team every year. A lot of those Vanderbilt picks don't always pan out uh, unless you can get like whoever their stud pitcher is in the top 10 picks. That guy usually ends up doing pretty well. Uh, but beyond that, even Vanderbilt uh, can be kind of a, a crapshoot. But because they do such a good job of recruiting, and a lot of times the recruiting players who just don't or drafted but don't sign out of high school, uh, yeah, it's not a bad idea if you if you have a guy from Vanderbilt and you have a guy from. Uh, an MIAI or uh, a school that maybe you go with the kid from Vanderbilt for sure. Uh, I'm a Kramer Robertson guy right now. Great fielder. Bat is coming. He's a good fielder. I'm not going to call him a great fielder yet. I think he has the potential to be a really great second baseman. If you notice, when he goes to his right and has to plant quick, he almost always boots the ball. Uh, That's a concern for me. It's something worth keeping an eye on. I think he's a flashy uh, shortstop, I think he gets great jumps on the baseball. I think he loves diving, especially in the hole to his left. Uh, and I think he's fun to watch. But to call him a great, he's a great minor league shortstop right now. I want to see what it progresses like. I want to see what it looks like because I do have my concerns. His arm is stronger than it's ever been. I love that because one of the major areas of concern with Kramer Robertson was his arm. And it's come a very long way and that's a huge positive. Uh, good morning from, uh, Thailand boy. Hello. Uh, who's your Seth beer in this year's draft? So, okay. Uh, who's like the one player that I love that if they dropped, I'd be like, you know, what a, what a waste. You know, I, again, I, I hate to keep going to him. So the, the thing about me and Clemson is because I was watching Seth beer, like, I fell in love with a lot of their guys. I love Logan Davidson. I love Grayson Bird. I don't even know what the deal is with Grayson Bird. I doubt he ends up getting drafted. I mean, I don't really fucking know, to be honest. Uh, Something like that. Other than that, there isn't a player in this draft that is Seth Beer to me. You know, there isn't a player that had a high ceiling that's that's falling, you know. Uh, Maybe if something happens and Bobby Witt doesn't sign with the Royals if he's drafted by the Royals second overall or the White Sox third overall or whatever. You know, maybe here in a couple years we'll be talking about Bobby Witt as the next Seth Beer. But, you know, what makes Seth Beer unique is that most people thought he would be a top pick, uh, uh, you know, three years before he ended up being selected by the Astros. And then you just kind of held on and watched him at Clemson and worked through some struggles and then get that label that he couldn't hit with a wooden bat. Uh, There isn't a player in this draft that has hype following them, that could still be a first-round draft pick that fell from a potential top-five pick uh, out of high school to a top-30 or 40 pick in uh, the Major League draft out of college. So I, I don't necessarily know that there is a Seth Beer in this draft, uh, but if you're talking about a monster, it could be a quick riser. Uh, 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Logan Davidson is that guy, and that's just a cheap cop out because of the Clemson comparison. Uh, have we talked about Schilt getting absolutely pissed the other day? No, we haven't talked about that, Maggie, but that was a lot of fun. I love seeing that guy lose his kill, his cool. And, you know, people forget, like, he got kicked out of a couple games last year. He got kicked out of at least one and lost his shit. And I guess because, you know, the uh, years passed, we forgot or whatever. Uh, but he's he'll lose his shit. He's not afraid, and I love it. Uh, whatever happened to Malik Callimore? Malik Callimore was traded to the Brewers and vanished into thin air. Uh, you said Delvin was improving. Uh, yeah, you know, so here's the thing about Delvin, Aaron, is, you know, I mentioned this last year in my write-up, in the Dirty 35 preseason write-up. For the first two months of the short season season, the short season at uh, the short season affiliated State College, see if you're following along. If I say enough words, you won't even know what I'm saying. Uh, he was really good, and you could see it all improving. Defense, base running, hitting, approach, and then he struggled in August and was terrible. What I feel like we're seeing this year so far in Peoria is a continuation of that. He got off to a start that was promising, and then he started getting aggressive in the batter's box, and that really hurt him. And then, recently, he's moved to the top of the Peoria lineup, and he's starting to hit again, and I think it's because he's becoming more patient. The, the, the being calm at the plate is going to be a big thing for him moving forward. Uh, Gould said Ivan Herrera was impressing him lately. Uh, you too. Yeah, Ivan Herrera, look, again, prospect number 22 on my Dirty 35. Go read it. We kind of predicted that this was going to happen. We have all kinds of gifts in there for you to, to look at. Uh, you're not going to find a better write-up on Ivan Herrera, maybe other than the Prospect Live guys, uh, than what I have right there. Uh, so go read it. And, uh, yeah, he's super impressive. He's 18. He's younger than Nolan Gorman is. Uh, so... Yeah, but also remember real fast, this is not to discredit Derek Gould and what he does, but remember Derek Gould gets fed information from the organization. I make my own, I give you my own thoughts uh, independent of the organization. And I only bring that up because Derek Gould, as he's given information from the organization, it's skewed a certain way. So just keep that in mind. But he's worth the praise for sure. Is Gomber getting lefties out? You know what? I checked before. I checked last weekend, and he had like a, he was holding him to like a 180 batting average, and I forgot what the slug was, but the slug was a little high still. Uh, but yeah, he he was getting lefties out. I uh, remember when Mark Deshera got the Angels, Mike Trout. The draft used to be riskier. It did used to be riskier. Is Kramer Robertson like a poor man's Dansby Swanson? Uh no. Dansby Swanson is a really good major league player. Like, he's a poor man's. Eh. You know, he's he's gonna be like Greg Garcia. You know, like he's that kind of player. You know, uh, he's a poor man's Tyler Green. How about that? Let's go there. Uh, the way Kisner is playing has played. I want Yadi to share next year and bring him up. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think Kisner's played really well when he's got a chance to play defense. Uh, and I think it's kind of a damn shame that he hasn't got a ton of chances to play defense. Uh, what do we know about Stubby's replacement in Memphis? We have good coaching down in the line still. Yeah, uh, he came from the Durham Bulls. I always get his name wrong, even though it's something like Ben Johnson. I always overthink it. I want to call him like Davey Johnson, which is something different completely. Uh, but anyways, everyone thinks highly of him. He took uh, the Durham Bulls to a couple AAA national championships. Uh, uh, he's highly thought of throughout the minors, throughout the majors, and within the Cardinals organization. I'm back. Are you still awake? Yeah, Ashley, I'm here. Uh, diving in the hole. Glad I made it in time for that. Uh, Robertson loves diving in holes, we'll say. Uh, Gould said Ivan Herrera was impressive. Uh, impressing him in his chat. I, you know, Derek Gould said that Ivan Herrera is impressing him. In his chat, 
I wonder if Derek Gould has even seen Ivan Herrera. I'd love to know. I'd love to know how much of Ivan Herrera Derek Gould has seen. Now just, and I'm not talking about the stat line. Uh, I'm, I'd like to know how much he's actually seen with his own eyes. And I don't mean that to like criticize Mr. Gould. His hands are full, and that's why I ask. Uh, you know, the stat line's impressive for sure, and what he's doing is impressive. Although his defense has been risky uh, often, uh, but it just, it's a, just a, you know to say that. You know what I mean? I can tell you they yell at Montero from the dugout several times in inning. I hear it every game. Yeah, so he has a positioning issue, right? Uh, so he I, – I could be wrong, but I don't think he necessarily like has the card and where to go. But they do yell, him, yell at him to get him in position. That's something that's kind of always happened. Uh, it felt with other riders last year, Gorman falling was a miracle. Yeah, I think we all felt that. You know, I remember during the draft when we were doing the draft episode, and we'll do that again this year, but when we were doing the draft episode, like – all of a sudden, Nolan Gorman was there, and none of us could believe it. I wasn't prepared for it. Uh, it was an amazing pick, and something that doesn't happen often. And to expect something like that to happen this year, definitely not. I would not expect it at all. Uh, I still like the Carter Stewart. Should I give it up? Hold on. You know, Adam, I'm on the fence. Uh, I know we were talking about Adam Butler, of course, asked a question about Carter Stewart. Great question. We were talking about it in the group chat today. I saw the question I didn't get to answer. Uh, my thought about Carter Stewart is I haven't seen him. Uh, all of the things, and I believe it was Pat B said in the chat, are true. I've read all of that. Uh, but without seeing him, I don't know. I read somewhere where he put on weight. He looked unathletic, lost some of his athleticism. I think that's a concern. Should you give up on him? No. Uh, there's a reason that he was a top 10 pick last year, a consensus top 10 pick before the actual draft, because he's really damn good. Uh, maybe get him in the organization and something will change. We'll see, but no, don't give up on him. He's he has a potential uh, to be too good to give up on him for sure. Uh, now, give up on him at nineteen, I think that might be a little risky. But you know what? Aren't a ton of like super high upside pitchers that we were talking about. I've been saying for a long time now that I think this draft has a lot of quality collegiate pitchers from the left side. Baseball America wrote a great article saying that there probably isn't anything higher than the. Uh, like a number four pitcher in this draft. I disagree. I think there's a couple threes with some guys who have the potential to be a two or so. Uh, but I think it's a quality in depth wise. Like you might be able to get a guy in the 10th round that has third round value or fourth round value. I think that that's what I mean more than anything. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but with a guy like Carter Stewart, it wouldn't be surprised if some team pulls the trigger on him. Maybe it'll be the A's. Uh, I love Schilt more than my own life. Who doesn't? Uh, not more than Barkley, though. That's right, Ashley. Uh, if he turns sideways, does he still disappear? Uh, don't we all? Uh, what if Bartolo Colon tuned into pad? I take my pants off and jacket. Uh, Julio Rodriguez doing well at Palm Beach. Yeah. So on my dirty 35, I have currently uh, prospect number 25 is Dennis Ortega. That was a bad call. I couldn't decide to put him or Julio Rodriguez on the list. I went Dennis Ortega. I was absolutely wrong. Julio Rodriguez is a starting everyday nearly uh, catcher at Palm Beach. He's hitting. He's playing a great backstop. Uh, he should be on the dirty 35. He'll be on the dirty 35 as soon as I amend it. Uh, we kind of saw this maybe coming. We talk about whenever we talked about him is, uh, and in comparison with Dennis Ortega, that he was more polished, but maybe not with the high or upside. Right now, it seems like the upside and the athleticism is all kicking in at once. Uh, he, he was exciting at Peoria last year. Struggled down the stretch when he got everyday playing time. He's getting everyday playing time right now, and he's not disappointing. Uh. Uh, blah, blah, blah. All praise Barkley indeed. Uh, all right, I'm going to skip ahead. Durham Bulls is my hometown team. That's right. Uh, he said he picked up a couple games in spring training backfields. 
so he was kind of transparent about that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, somebody got muted. Uh, let us get a peek at that shirt you are wearing from Shiltface. That's this one right here, this beautiful Birds t-shirt. Again, Be Like Mick. Uh, it, it supports the charity, and I want to say it's the Crisis Center. Uh, I always... I always forget what the name of it is uh, because I don't pay any attention to anything. Uh, it's amazing, though. Uh, the draft show was the first one I watched, and it was awesome. I totally kickstart for that. No need to kickstart. We're going to give it to you free on draft night as long as I don't have anything going on. I need to double-check to make sure that I'm not on work duty that night. Uh, try to get that arranged. I don't think we have Little League on June 4th. By the way, the draft first night is June 4th. Uh, try to get make sure we don't have a Little League game. I don't think we do. Uh, so that we can make it happen again. How is Ron Hell Ravelo doing? Ron Hell Ravelo got off to a slow start. Uh, he was sharing time at first while playing a little bit of the outfield with uh, John Nagowski. Nagowski was hitting lights out. Uh, and what we've seen in like the last week is Ravelo start to add a little bit of power and start to come out of it a little bit. And Nagowski get into it. Now, John Nagowski has been great at first base for uh, Memphis this year. Yeah, great defensively uh, and also hitting the ball. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how they manage time, although Ravelo can play the outfield. Nagowski's played a little outfield. Probably don't want him out there if you don't need to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he got off to a slow start, and now he's starting to hit a little bit. Uh, I swear I'm not seeing half of the comments. Cardinals love them, some college pitchers in the past. Yeah, in past drafts they have. But uh, the one thing I'll say is it seems like, and again, you know, Griffin Roberts is kind of a different story because he wasn't a first-round pick. But it seems like since Randy Flores took over, Randy has been very aggressive about taking whoever the best – with that first pick, whoever the best player on their board is, regardless of what their position or age is. Uh, and usually for those first couple rounds, as a matter of fact. Uh, so we're just going to have to wait and see. But the Cardinals definitely had a reputation leading into Randy Flores as a team that would draft the most collegiate-ready uh, uh, starting pitcher. Uh, let's see. Best pitcher at Memphis right now is probably Jake Woodford, if I had to pick. Uh, problem with Woodford is he's still throwing too many pitches and walking way too many hitters, but his strikeout rate has gone up uh, substantially. He's striking out a bunch of people, and he's really damn exciting. Uh, so right now that's the direction I would go in, especially because they're wasting Ryan Helsley in a, in a, like a two-inning relief role instead of using him as a starter. So, nah, you know. I was watching the Pad Draft episode while I was backstage between scenes performing Shakespeare. That's awesome, Kiefer Dean Roach. I'd love to watch you perform Shakespeare, my friend. Uh, it's nice to watch playoff hockey and not one emergency jump paddles next to me. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you know, watching that game last night was exhausting and terrible. And then you're standing for f three periods straight. And you're yelling at the top of your lungs. And, yeah, I... There was a, multiple times there where I thought I was going to die, and I'm glad I didn't for the first time in my life. Will Wayno and Yachty retire together? No, no. I think uh, I think Wayno retires. I, I think he they do the same thing an incentive laden con uh, incentive laden contract for next year, unless he gets hurt this year. And I'm telling you guys, Yachty still has at least two more years left after this year. At least we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, Josh, why does the Colton Wong Langford? Why does the Colton Wong jersey behind you say Langford? That's a shout out to Mo's algorithm. Uh, uh, Willems Perez with the good game last week. I had to look him up. He had a good start again earlier in this week. Yeah, another minor league uh, free agent that the Cardinals signed for minor league depth while moving some of their starting pitching prospects to the bullpen. Another head scratcher. 
who is your favorite Memphis pitcher right now? Any anywhere where Ryan Helsley is, it's going to be Ryan Helsley. He's my favorite my favorite Memphis Memphis pitcher right now. Uh, and then after that, look, Ponce de Leon and Gomber have pitched great. And like I said, Jake Woodford, I think, has been the best of the bunch. June 3rd. Is it June 3rd, the draft? June 3rd, June 4th, whenever it is, we'll try to make it happen. Uh, what would the STL reaction be if Cards tried to give an abuser a raise and put him on the field? Uh, I think it'd be a lot like what the Cubs' reaction was tonight. I think for the most part, we'd be as loud as we were about Addison Russell. But I still think that people would clap. Uh... Not just males, I think females would clap. I think that there's people who go to a game that don't know what's going on with Addison Russell. But I think that uh, if it was something similar to that, I, I think it would be very similar to what Cubs fans have given the Ricketts family uh, and also Mr. Russell. I think I, I really do think it'll be that way. I, there is an ignorance. People are ignorant. Humans are ignorant. And uh, you know when it comes to rooting for your team, because we all want to be the most passionate fan that we possibly can be, we put the fandom of our favorite team ahead of reason. Uh, and I think that Cardinals fans would do that. I think any group of fans would do that. Uh, I, I think a subset of any group of fans would do that. And it's a shame, and it's fucked up. Uh, uh, some people don't have high moral standing, uh, and I think... That would happen even here with the Cardinals, but we wouldn't. We'll never have to worry about that because Mr. Dewitt, I don't believe would ever uh, entertain that, and I just don't think that that's a Cardinal philosophy. Luckily, uh, hello, Kyle. Sorry, I'm late. Hey, Victoria, how are you? Welcome to our little shindig. I've noticed NFL uh, from Alex, Alex Crisofoli. I've noticed NHL coaches always wear suits. Is now the time for one to wear a tuxedo? I think I would love that, Alex. I think so. I, I think Mike Schilt should wear a tuxedo. I think NFL coaches should wear a tuxedo. Uh, I don't. I think a suit is just a little too casual for me in a playoff game. I, I'm telling you what. You want to do some psych, like some psycho, you know, mind fucking. You, if you're Barube, you come out top hat, monocle, cane, three piece. Nah, you need a tuxedo. You're right. Something with tails, like long ass tails. Probably tails so long that Steve Ott has to, like, carry them behind you. Something amazing like that. I think you're on to it, uh, Alex. Uh, let's see. But when they win, it's... Uh, 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 I was going... Th uh, from Sheldon Mysterio. What's up, Sheldon? How are you? I was going through every emotion during last night's hockey game. Every one of them. Every one of them. Uh, do you like Matt Boyd? Rosenthal has an article of him being a possible trade piece. Yeah, but I, I, again... I like Matt Boyd a lot. The work that he did with Driveline to become the pitcher that he is right now is encouraging. He's maximized all his skills. I think he's a Trevor Bauer friend. Uh, uh, but the question becomes, how much would it cost to acquire him? And if you're the Cardinals, does it make more sense to go with Gomber and Ponce before you start looking outside of the organization? Again, Helsley for me, I don't think that's the case for the Cardinals, uh, before you start looking outside of the organization for a player like Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd is great. Uh, he has... All-star potential, but, uh, you know, if you're going to make that trade, you want to be pretty damn sure that it's the kind of guy that you can put at the top of your rotation. He pitches like he can be that guy sometimes, and then he pitches like he can be something different often. Uh, doing Midsummer Night's Dream in June. See you in Arkansas. I'd love to, Kiefer. I wish I could. I, I don't watch hockey, but I can jump on the Blues bandwagon. Yeah, Drake, come on. Everyone's, uh, the water's warm, my friend. Unrelated to anything, but is Rick Hort if Rick Horton says J-Mart's defense is improving one more time, I swear. Yeah, man, you can really tell that uh, the, the Cardinals broadcast crews are being fed a line 
by, with, by the organization. You know, you, you hear uh, Jim, Jim the Cat Hayes talking about it on the radio. Uh, every opportunity that Danny Mack gets or Rick Horton gets, uh, they're talking about it. In the studio, you hear Al Roboski talking about it. Uh, people are tweeting about it. Uh, you know, I, I heard uh, uh, Mr. Rooney talking about it on the radio. It's improving because he's out in the outfield and not playing first base. But he did work his ass off, and I appreciate that. Uh, June 3rd is Bader's birthday. There we go. Uh, could have missed it, but what's the issue with Hudson? You know, I don't know what the issue with Hudson is. Uh, the best way of putting it, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Shieldface, it's something that we've talked about a lot with Dakota Hudson one year ago. And I think what happens is we get, we get caught in the moment. But last year when people were asking right here on Prospects After Dark, what's the issue with Dakota Hudson? Why isn't he at the Major League level? He has a 2.6 ERA. He has a 2.3 ERA in Memphis. Why isn't he at the Major League level? Well, the issue with Dakota Hudson, other than that he wasn't on the 40-man, which, I mean, is really the answer. Uh, uh, the issue with Dakota Hudson is that he has trouble getting ahead of pitchers, uh, getting ahead of hitters. Uh, he has trouble burying hitters. And on top of that, he doesn't necessarily always have the best fastball command. Uh, I think, personally, one of the reasons why I would like for Weeders to catch Hudson more regularly is I think, I think uh, uh, Yachty goes to the two-seam too much. I think Weeders use a cutter, cur or cutter slider more often. And if there's one thing I learned from all of the starts that I watched at the minor league level is if he gets behind in the count, you got to go cutter slider. You go with his best pitch, even if the hitter's expecting it, because most of the time the pitch is better than the hitter. Uh, and you just got to let it roll, and Yachty doesn't always do that. And Yachty's something that Zach said in our group chat, something extrapolates on my thoughts, things that I've said in the past. Yachty's not really good at framing that low pitch, and uh, you know that really hurts Dakota Hudson and what he does. Uh, so there, you know, just a couple things to keep in mind. Uh, how concerned are you about Hudson in the rotation? Again, I, I, I've said it two weeks ago. If it were me, Ryan Helsley would be in the rotation. Dakota Hudson would be in the bullpen. I probably wouldn't have Luke Gregerson out there. Uh, I'd probably have Dominic Leone in the minors, and I'd probably be moving some stuff around. Uh, players who are good with fans tend to sign long and cheap. We need to put more stock in those players. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, but you're right, they usually, they don't sign cheap, they sign maybe for a discount or something like that, but, you know, so many players are good with fans, and, like, you know, uh, so many players are good with fans, and that has nothing to do with the kind of contracts they sign. Uh, that's the one big thing I like about DeWitt, he doesn't want knuckleheads. Uh, Kyle, are you excited for the XFL? I don't have any feelings about the XFL at all. I would have been more excited if they would have brought in a coach that had ties to the area, uh, but... We'll wait and see if we get close to it, and then I might pay attention. I'm not a hockey guy anymore. I like Mizzou, but I'm not a hockey guy. Uh, I want Bill Belichick to wear a tux with the arms cut off. God, that'd be beautiful, Ashley. Uh, I have to go to Ice Al's face. Uh, good night. Oh, how? Oh, by the way, Al had to have a little surgery. So uh, to Maggie and Maggie Ladley and Maggie Ladley's dog Al, I raise my glass. Uh, uh, I hope Al is fine. Uh, I love that little guy. And uh, to Al. Is Matt Boyd the guy that lives in his van? No, that's Daniel Norris. I'm going to start calling Helsley your large adult son. That works for me, Keeper Dean Roach. Colorado's goal ruled a no goal. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, if the cards make the playoffs, big if. I better not hear Gloria. Sorry, that's a terrible song. I don't have a problem with Gloria. Uh, I also don't like it. Uh, you know, real fast, just one quick gripe with the Blues. I'm at that game last night, and we're excited, and we're cheering, and Gloria's playing. 
You wake up this morning, you hear that Y98's playing it for 24 straight hours. Uh, I don't get that. That's whatever. Uh, that's my segue into making my point, which is, this is so stupid. Look, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. There's two rounds still to go. Get your shit together, Blues fans. They're still, they're halfway through the playoffs. If they're going to reach their ultimate goal, it's time to get your shit together and stop celebrating this like they've won something. They haven't won a goddamn thing. They won a series, and it's time to get to work now. Uh, give it a couple days and get ready to go. Stop pretending like they won the conference or they won the Stanley Cup. Enjoy the moment. It's the one of the best games in the history of the St. Louis Blues, but it's time to get to work. Uh... uh Work's not even remotely done yet. Stop pretending like it is. That's that's my hot take for the Blues. Uh, let's see. Cards broadcaster. Uh, that was the best walk I have seen. Follow take. Great follower. Fly out. Best ever. That is a fact. That sounds just like a Cardinals broadcast. To be fair, he doesn't look completely like a newborn giraffe out in the outfield anymore. Not completely. He looks like a uh, 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 an infant. No, what is it? Uh, uh, whatever you call a toddler giraffe is what he looks like. Uh, Hudson looks rattled as shit with guys on base. Yeah, and remember, part of the reason he won the job as the, the fifth starter or fourth starter or third starter was because in spring training he got out of those situations. Uh, the one thing about Dakota Hudson that we might interpret as being rattled that he's always done is he always works slower out of the stretch. He's trying to fuck with timing and it never works out for him. He just needs to go after hitters. Does Leon have options? He does. I keep, see, I keep seeing people wanting Gant in the rotation. I think that's a bad idea. He's been so good in the bullpen, I don't know how you could take him out. Uh, how long do you think they deal with Gregerson before he is released? I think it all depends on how well he does. You know, statistically, uh, I think every time he does well, that buys him another three appearances. Uh, how many more starts do you think they'll give Hudson? I'd like to see Gomber and Hudson back to uh, bullpen. I think you're talking about at least three more for Hudson, and they'd have to be maybe two more if he gets blown up like he did in his last start. Uh, but they're not as discouraged about it as we are. Uh, yeah, poor Al. Uh, Blues fans are getting too excited too early. I agree. Uh, I mean, in baseball, they have champagne showers at every level, so I'm okay. With no, I'm fine with the Blues celebrating. I am fine with the Blues celebrating. They deserve to celebrate that victory. That was a hard-fought victory. You know, I... And I'm fine with car. Or I'm fine with Blues fans celebrating it. Like uh, they should, we should. But there's this like euphoria this morning that only comes after you've won something, and they won the series for sure. But they own. They're still. They're halfway there. Like that's my issue. Like if you're gonna play Gloria for 24 straight hours, do it after they win the Western Conference. Do it after they win the Stanley Cup. Don't do it after they won the opportunity to play for the Western Conference. It's premature celebration. As somebody who premature ejaculates all the time, I'm telling you right now, it's overrated. You're getting too far ahead of yourself. Uh, but I'm also a newish fan and probably shouldn't weigh in. No, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, John G24 says, as a Chiefs fan, I agree with your Blues fandom concerns. Uh, good point. God. Uh, a few people were saying Maroon is greater than Freeze, and I was offended. No reason to be offended. I like the joke, though. Uh, but yeah, man, like it's it's not the same thing. It's not remotely the same thing. If Pat Maroon keeps it up, and that's the other thing, like he's had this great moment, and say the Blues win the Stanley Cup, he had that moment. But if you don't perform that way in the World Series, if you don't perform that way in the Stanley Cup, if you do it in one of the rounds leading up to it, then it doesn't have the same cachet as it would in a championship surrounding. 
I've uh, been seeing a lot of errors lately. They look clueless sometimes. Shilkface brings up a good point. It was something I was thinking about uh, at the gym today. I agree. I think that... Uh, the defense is really one of the things that's let them down. Of course, starting pitching has as well. Bullpen's been a little shaky when they needed some outs. Uh, but the defense seems to have taken a really bad turn lately. Uh, Colton Wong, too. Keep an eye out for that. I love Colton Wong. This is not to bash Colton Wong in any capacity. Uh, but it seems like Colton is starting to make those weird little errors that we didn't see him make last year. The ball's between his legs, getting deeper in the hole, and the, the ball hitting the lip. Uh, things like that. Like He would never do stuff like that last year, and he's starting to do it again. I love Colton. I think he's going to be fine, but keep an eye out for that. I uh, have to take it one game at a time. That's right. Uh, I agree, Victoria. 3-1 San Jose from Eric B. And Victoria, thanks for the heads up. Uh, from Eric LC, do you agree with how much Bader is sitting? Yes. Yeah, I do, because Jose Martinez, I, I, look, Dexter Fowler's best bet as a fielder is in center field, and his bat deserved to stay in the lineup. If if Jose Martinez struggles, like slumps hard, if Dexter Fowler slumps hard, and if Marcelo Zuna slumps hard, then yeah, you, you'll get Bader back in there and I'll have a complaint, but right now I don't. I don't. Now, I, I will say if there's a tough lefty in there, I would like to see Bader get more starts against lefties, but... Other than Quintana, I can't think of who they faced that's a lefty. Did they face? I don't even know. I don't know. But, yeah, something like that. I, that's my only complaint is I wouldn't mind seeing Bader go up against a couple more lefties. If Maroon had put them in the uh, uh, the WCF, I could see the comparison. But, man, uh, well, it did put them in the Western Conference Finals. But, if it, you know, putting them in the Stanley Cup Finals would have been something for sure. Uh, right now, Maroon equals Cosma. That's, I love that comparison. Great call, Quinn. Great call. Uh, I think the sloppy defense is due to them being uh, awarded no rest for two straight weeks. That's a great call, too. But, you know, it's, you still got to play defense. You know, they're, they're still subbing players in and out. Uh, you still got to play defense. But definitely, Josh, that definitely adds to it for sure. Uh, Goldschmidt needs to start juicing again. I'm on board for that. Did he used to juice? I don't care at all. Just get them all on juice. Uh, we'll get Tara in here if the Colton talk keeps up. I would never. I'd love to have Tara in here. Don't get me wrong, but I would never betray her. Uh, Fowler really stepped up when Bader got hurt. He really did, and he deserved the playing time. And it's a shame he got the flu when he got the flu because he was really starting to be uh, the hitter that he showed in 2017. Uh, Schilt has played the outfield well. However, Bader needs to start versus lefties going forward. I, I can't imagine an out, uh, a manager handling the outfield situation better than the way Mr. Schilt has. And I agree with you, Eric B. I definitely think there's some advantage to starting Bader against the tough lefties. It, uh, I saw uh, Adam Butler, our good friend, talking about it earlier in the week with Cardinals Gifts, I think. You know, before he entered the Cardinals organization, he was better as a right-handed hitter than he was as a left-handed hitter. And since entering the Cardinals organization, it's been in the reverse. So it's a weird reverse split thing that's happening for whatever reason. Um, my guess, and this is going to be the dumbest thing that you'll ever hear, is that it has to do with his lower body strength. He might have more. He might be able to plant uh, on that left foot stronger than he can plant on the right foot to pivot and generate uh, power or drive, if you will. Uh, I don't really know for sure, but yeah, I think that you're dead on there. Uh, we need Descalso back, to be honest, from from Drake, man. Yelich found bronze PED stash in the locker room. Uh, got it in the mail, right? Uh, with some urine. I literally watched Carpenter run over Pauly D on a ground ball to short. That was fucking terrible. That was one of the concerns that we had about, you know, Matt Carpenter playing third base. 
He's a fine third baseman. He's an average third baseman. You can see him really doing everything he can on close plays at first to get his arm into it. I'm going to have a Halls as I finish off my uh, knob creep because I'm really starting to feel it, guys. My throat's all jacked up. Uh, but, yeah, so there's that. All right, so couple things real fast, and we're going to start closing this thing out. Uh, plus, it keeps Dexter fresher. It's a win-win, yeah. and uh, Yeah, for sure. So, okay, to all my pet people, I love you guys. You're amazing. It's nice to have you back here. Uh, welcome back to the family. Let's try to do this once a week, okay? Stupid schedules. Aaron LC asks, what do you think the plan is with O'Neal? My guess right now is that Tyler O'Neill doesn't find his way back up to the Major League Club unless it looks like one of the four outfielders that we've been talking about over the last five minutes gets hurt and is going to miss substantial time. I don't think they really have much in the way for a plan with him other than that, which is a damn shame to me because I love Tyler O'Neill. And like I mentioned, you know, if I'm removing myself from uh, like trying to be objective about this stuff, uh, as I talk about, as I say this next statement as a fan of Tyler O'Neill, I'd like for them to trade him so that he gets a chance to play every day somewhere. I uh, can't wait to trade for Matt Adams at the deadline. Oof. Oof. To that comment. Drake Man asked, can we talk about how good Paul E.D. has been? Yeah, you know, Paul DeYoung obviously would be the Cardinals MVP right now. That's a fun conversation. It's obviously him. It isn't even close. There isn't a second right now. Uh, how good has he been? He's been just as good defensively as he has been offensively. You're seeing him take more walks, strike out less frequently, be a patient hitter, wait for the pitcher to come to him, wait for the pitches to come to him. It's been an awesome thing to watch. And it makes me so happy because he's so smart and he's such a good kid. uh, And he's not fully in shape. You know, he's got that, like, dad stomach, which you can appreciate. Uh, I love Paul DeYoung. He's been amazing. And I really don't know what else I can say other than that. And it's great to see the 2.3 war entering today. And I... Right now, there isn't a shortstop in the league that's playing better than he is. I love uh, Missandei. I'll tell you who I love is I love that Melisandra. I love that Melisandra. I loved her. I loved her with all my heart. Uh, but I do love Missandei, and, and maybe our last cheers here is to Missandei, to Grey Worm. O'Neill needs consistent at bats from Shelton Mysterio. He needs consistent major league at bats. Uh, not consistent AAA at-bats. It doesn't do him any good. He's beyond that. We're already seeing that now. He needs consistent major league at-bats. And honestly, he hasn't earned that with the Cardinals, unfortunately. When he's gotten the opportunity, he either gets hurt or doesn't perform. Uh, I think more than likely you're talking about if Tyler O'Neill gets traded, a Luke Voigt situation where he goes somewhere, starts every day, and is blasting the fuck out of the baseball. And we're all saying, wow, the Cardinals got two relief pitchers for him. What a waste. Uh, and that's a shame, but that's just where they're at right now. Uh, Kyle, I'm not so relieved I finished my freshman year of college. I'm so relieved. Hey, Drake, man, congratulations uh, to you. Congratulations on all of my people who are graduating, whether it be high school or college. Uh, Pat B. graduated uh, high school. Graham graduating high school. Uh, my, my boy B. Love getting through some semesters of high school and some crazy stuff. To all of the, those graduating in the next couple months, uh, to Graham, who should be of legal defiling age in no time for Ashley and I, uh, I raise my glass. I really wish Jed could get on a roll. So do I. I wish you get enough at-bats for it to happen. Uh, if O'Neal tears it up, people will whine forever. I agree. 
So the fun thing about O'Neal, right, is even if O'Neal gets traded, and say he gets traded for a, like a hot shot prospect, people are going to say, what a waste of Marco Gonzalez. You just have to be ready for stuff like that. Look, the, to be a fan of baseball, to be a fan of a team, of a sport, is to just be a fickle dickhead. Uh, Shelton, he won't ever get them with cards. I agree, he needs trade. Uh, Paul D has a pretty baby face, although he has a permanent confused look on his face. Yeah, that's all great takes, holy shilt. All great takes. Uh, shilt face, I mean, I mean. Uh, I'm so happy for Voight, me too. Oh, holy shit, Mr. Hicks. How about that? Uh, maybe we can trade Jed as a closer. Uh, yeah, no kidding. So, Mr. Hicks, look, we're about ready to shut this thing down, and I couldn't be any happier that you're in here. I'm going to pour a little bit more in my glass, and I'm going to raise it to you, sir. Uh, Hayward just walked it off. Fantastic. Good for Jason Hayward. Uh, to Mr. Hicks, look, uh, to the godfather of prospects after dark, I'm happy you're here even for the limited minutes that we're still going to go. Uh, I love you, buddy. Uh, uh, I, you know, you, the wife, the family, the son, you guys are all amazing. Uh, I, I raise my glass to you to the godfather of prospects after dark, the queen of prospects after dark, the patron player of prospects after dark, the Hicks family in general. I raise my glass. You're the best. Thank you for being here. Even on a limited time, uh, uh you're the best. You guys know how this works. We have one more cheers. It goes to my birds in the black family. Uh, also, again, check out the Two Birds on a Bat podcast, Bowties and Bullshit. Me, Mo's Algorithm, Brennan Schaefer. Good content today. We talk about just the state of the Cardinals. Um, anyways, uh, to all of my birds on the black family, Stu Styles, Cards Gifts, and uh, N Chill pumping out the daily recaps, which have been great. Uh, uh, Tara Woman doing a million and a half different things. Adam Van Grack has been dealing with some family stuff, uh, but is also involved in like the legalese of baseball. That's some amazing stuff. Eric Manning and Chuck Brownson. Uh, Zach Gifford, who's back and tossing around some ideas, who I love and I killed a podcast with on a daily basis, a weekly basis, whatever. I think Zach and I would be amazing together, uh, uh, if not just shockingly awkward, which I think was amazing. Uh, uh, to uh, uh, Ben Saruti, who did our projection systems. Uh, I raise my glass to all of the birds on the black people. Again, I'm going to raise my glass to Ben. Uh, sometimes I can get testy with Ben because I'm a dickhead when he asks me questions about like Zach Kirtley in a breakout because he had a couple good weeks. Uh, ben, a public apology here. I love you, buddy. Uh, I raise my glass to you. Other than that, that's all for me, family. Look, we're going to try to make this a weekly thing. Uh, when the Cardinals have a night off, we'll try to roll. If not, we have two more Sundays of Game of Thrones. We get through this Sunday, we get through next Sunday, and maybe we'll go back to Pat on Sundays. I love Pat on Sundays, uh, except for on Sunday night baseball games with the Cardinals. We'll figure it out, but that works out really well for me. It works out well with Little League, so hopefully we can make that work. So, that's the end of Prospects After Dark on a whatever the hell night it is, Wednesday night. Who can keep track? I don't know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what day of the week it is. Uh, to all of my pad people, uh, it's for all of the birds on the black family, uh, the amazing Cardinals gifts who I love and I haven't had really a time to talk to in the last couple of weeks and it breaks my fucking heart. Uh, uh, to all you pad people, if you listen to this, if you're watching this, uh, you're part of the resistance, uh, it's nice to be back. It's nice to have you back. I hope you had a great time tonight. Uh, and to everyone out there, as always, Happy hunting. We're a month away from a draft episode. I'm really looking forward to that. I uh, am plenty of minor league action, so go get you some.